0: Hey there, everybody! Welcome to another sports sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson, and joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Jordan is gone again. He. Is. It was he in Canada this time. So he write nope, a TV nope. suits show. Is, suit the new season of Suits is actually shooting in Siberia. So he really he's yeah. in Siberia, even colder, even further away. So they have to wear even like whiter. woolen suits. Yeah. Yeah, y- yikes, that's, that's a tough if, one. If, as you watch the next season of Suits, yeah. think to yourself, these guys are really great actors because it is negative 10 in there right now. Oh, right. And they're walking around like it's a normal, heated you know, atmosphere. You know, we're thinking about the guy actors in it, but the girl actors wear oh, much skimpier clothing right? in that show. Yeah. I mean, Meghan Markle was wearing uh, was wearing uh, skirts and when she was in it most of the time. Yep. So they should have done a spinoff called Skirts. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, give me a call. It's a sports comedy podcast, everyone. Yep. If you're tuning in for the first time, we have a third person who's not here today. He's usually a sports expert. Yeah, he's usually a sports expert. I am also something of a sports expert. Yeah, Though if we had an actual sports expert on the show, they would say that's they, they, they would say that's not true. Yeah. But I am a sports expert when compared to you, Phil. The sports outsider. Yeah, I know nothing. We're 335 episodes in, and I'm still willfully ignorant in the world of sports. And I really, and to those of you who keep sending in your emails and your tweets saying, I don't believe it. There's no way Phil could know this little after 335 episodes, you're wrong. Right. He absolutely does. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people, like when I pitched the podcast to people. I've started getting a lot of people who are like, oh, there's another podcast like this, and there's another podcast like this. Not when it comes to sports, but about like one outsider and then a couple people on the inside. Yeah. All of I went up and looked up a fair amount of these podcasts. There's like five of them. All of them started years after this one. Son so I of think a bitch. people are jacking our style. I, not I, the I other think, way around. I absolutely think that's true. Yeah. And and again, we have 335 episodes of proof for you. Yeah. We launched before Analyze Fish. Oh, yeah. That's a... I keep needing to listen to that. Well, Harris Whittles is dead well, now. Well, no. So I, I, like, I am aware so of that. No <laughs> so no new episodes. So no new episodes. So not 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 a real threat to us. No, no. And it was yeah. weird that you laughed when I said Harris Whittles is dead now. That was a little <laughs> strange. He was a very talented guy. That's how guy. funny he was. He was very funny. He <laughs> yeah. was one of my favorite podcast, podcast Uh Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, we have a wonderful episode for you today. Yeah, uh, it's not about sports because, again, Phil knows nothing about sports. No, we do. It is about sports. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, it is about sports. We've got but... somebody in the green room right now who apparently knows a ton about sports. Oh, that's right. Uh, a longtime about. NFL expert. Um, what's his name again? What? His name is Bill <laughs> Jonas. Bill Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, Bill- his name is Jonas. Yeah, he's carrying the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would not understand that joke no, because he really all wouldn't. he cares about is sports. Yeah, he's on the older side. He has been covering every single Super Bowl uh since the first one. Uh, You know, he's he's seen every single game and he's provided like a detailed statistical analysis of each and every one. He puts out like a 350 page primer on this year's Super Bowl and sort of the significance and how it might trace back to stats from the regular season. It's a truly impressive piece. So we're going to talk to him about what he saw in this year's Super Bowl. Right. He's an uh, expert in epimetrics. Is that yes. what it is? Epimetrics. which is like sabermetrics in baseball. baseball. Yeah. See, I'm not that much of a sports outsider. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm starting yeah. to pick. up I mean, you told me that right before this it's podcast. True. So I was no, trying it, to keep interesting. it in it's you, you might know that my parents are uh, education professors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've actually pitched to them that they try to get a grant to study you. Because your ability to not learn is truly impressive, right? Yeah, no, it's true. I'm uh, I'm this anomaly, but when I want to learn something, I'm actually very bright. No, that's what's really sort of yeah. impressive too is that you are capable of learning things. I just don't when I don't want to. Yeah. I'm but, very good at playing like beta blockers in my brain. Yeah, just knocking no, out all the knowledge. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Oftentimes, when I've told you things that you didn't want to hear, you just nah. yeah, yeah. But anyways, Bill Jonas is <laughs> Bill here. Bill Jonas is here, uh, and yeah, he's uh, gonna do a detailed breakdown on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm looking like, forward. He to always it. does. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it. Uh, no, now this episode might run a bit long if we want to keep. Keep Bill here to talk about football for an additional twenty or thirty minutes. We might do it because that's the sort of nitty gritty detail that he usually gets. Well, I looked up a YouTube video of Bill Jonas in an Oh, those uh, are he did an interview. He did a twelve hour interview about the last Super Bowl and every moment of it gripping. And Probably. he like he must have a photographic memory. He he must yeah. I mean really... I wasn't super into it because I don't know much about sports, so I was kind <laughs> no, of scrubbing through. But you know that's very true. Yeah. Uh But I think we've got that. We'll have some news, 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 and that'll be no, it. We got for a the wide show. world of sports. You're goddamn think, right. We do. I think we have no, to cut do. the wide world of weird sports because of Bill Jonas. We've got we need to win a, a potty for our se- ongoing series on football hooliganism. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, how about we make a deal? If we get Bill Jonas in under an hour. Okay. Which is at least possible. We will go ahead and continue having a wide. This is of like sports. the worst pitch to a podcast because <laughs> the listeners are like, "It's going to be an hour of no." Know, it, it it might be our fans like it. It quick. might be two or three hours, I but we're trying points. to tell you as as I mean, many of the interviews you hear in the sports 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 podcast don't deliver on the, no, the goods that you're maybe they're thinking generally they will. seven minutes. Yeah, they're general, but this one. I cannot emphasize how much specific detail from the game 100% is. Joel, do you know why uh, each of our segments are generally seven minutes? (laughs) uh, Why is that? Because that's when traditional commercial breaks take place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's another thing that you could probably talk to Bill Jonas about. There we go. That's true. But before that, LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by. All the things that LeBron James sponsors today, 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 today. LeBron James claims he had no ulterior motive with eyebrow-raising NBA All-Star Draft. Wait, eyebrow-raising? Like, who? Uh, sub-headline, no, nope, not buying it. This is is one example of the new, 100% fresh, real LeBron James just flat-out lying to the media. What? Yeah. (laughs) Is he getting cranky in his old age? And incidentally, Phil, you should know, eyebrow-raising... Might be a little bit of a pun that they snuck into the headline here. Why? I'll explain that later. Okay. Please do. Uh, As the dust settled from the first publicly televised NBA All-Star Draft, there was a single narrative around the rosters that was obvious to even a casual NBA observer. LeBron James had filled his team with players his Los Angeles Lakers are going to be quite interested in. This summer. In what way? Right. So, little background, Phil. Okay. So, the way that they do the All-Star Game now is that they all the people are going to go to the All-Star Game or pick to go to the All-Star Game. Yep. But then they have, like, two captains, right? Of the All-Star Game. Yeah. And then those captains, they do it, like, playground style. Like, they take turns picking their people. Okay. So, it's like Rockin' Jock. Uh yeah okay uh they I don't think I watch rock and, and roll yeah, yeah, the most famous person yeah you, yeah you will you will generally do that so yeah. so that's what they do so yes even even someone who has become an NBA All Star yeah still in danger of being picked last at recess <laughs> that sucks <laughs> right do you're like the Can worst imagine, of the best yeah like we were like I'm the best on my team and I'm the worst on this team yeah Aww. especially and it'll probably be somebody who's like oh I've worked my whole career for my chance to be an NBA All Star it's finally happened. Then, oh, oh. If you have a voice like that, you're not an NBA <laughs> yes. star Oh, my last chance, Clarence. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart, he came real close. But, oh, but oh, I used man. to play basketball. Yeah. You know how it is. He was more of a defensive, spread the ball point guard. He was guard, a tall dude, though. Much. He had yeah, some light. Was, yeah, he was, would not he? Anyway, uh, so with his first three picks, James took Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. All in line to be free agents this offseason. Really? Yeah. Hmm. With his first reserve pick, he took Anthony Davis, a player for whom the Lakers were ready to trade their entire young core plus a little more. Huh. Yeah, that, that rhymes right there. And so Anthony Davis, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but he's he's got the unibrow. Oh, okay. You might have seen, but he, he I don't famously, think he's got a very pronounced unibrow. Wh- and, li- and, and he obviously at this point could afford to wax periodically because he's he's for, like you can you can anybody who can afford a sharp object can get rid of a unibrow. Yeah. It's not like you need millions of dollars to get rid of your unibrow. It's not a nose job. No, yeah. Uh all of these things are true, but Anthony Davis has persisted with it and so he's famous for his eyebrow. Eyebrow singular. Hence right. eyebrow raising in the headline. Uh, okay. Uh, Maybe, maybe a little bit of. A- you know what they need? They need a sports comedy podcast to help them punch <laughs> up their uh, headlines. They there. absolutely do. But also, you know, people like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, who you might remember has some some history with uh, LeBron James. Yep. And Kawhi Leonard. These are all people who look to be free agents mm-hmm. in the off season. And the Lakers, now that they got LeBron James on there, they're probably looking to to spend. They're in win now mode. Okay, so they're going to go spend way more money than they were before to get the perfect team together. Right. Seems like cheating. I yeah. don't know. No, well, I mean, it's because it's like, well, well, you got to know there's, there's a salary cap. So it's right. not like you can spend more money than other teams. Could they get rid of everybody on the team but, like, three people and then play three awesome people versus everyone else? You know, in today's NBA, that might actually work. There we go. (laughs) Uh, But, no, I think you're required to roster at least a certain number of people. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't actually know. But, you know, it's one of these things where it's like if you've got, like, a young team with a developing core, you're not going to go out and spend money on right. um, fancy free agents who are going to help you be like, oh, we almost made the playoffs this year. Right. You're going to wait until you have LeBron James, and then it's like, okay, now now we can win. Now is when we go sell the farm. Yeah. Has anyone ever tried to just roster like 120 cheap players <laughs> and just hope that a couple of them like, get better or yeah. just like have their moment or... kind of there's there's like a whole developmental league yeah uh you know i think there are some limitations i think every team would like to do that though so it sort of it creates uh see i get to talk about markets now yeah that everyone you know any any player with any chance of becoming an effective nba player later on the show we'll have libertarian joel talking (laughs) about the free market don't don't say that i'm not a libertarian (laughs) uh but but yeah, so uh, if James wants to use the All-Star Weekend as a way to privately speak to the Lakers' off-season targets and pitch them on the team, see what he's doing here? Yep. See so, yeah, how this is real clever? You bet. He picks him for his team. He hangs out with them all weekend. He's yeah. like, hey, when it comes time to sign, maybe you sign with maybe, the Lakers. Maybe come sign with the Lakers. That's I think that's smart, man. What, he's with, a shrewd businessman. Right? Exactly. I I love me some LeBron James. Yeah. I think I've been very open about that, but he's one of the public figures that I think I respect the most. That's why you call him King James. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, because people called him that long before. Back when I didn't like LeBron James. Oh, okay. You know, sure. Uh, uh, he certainly has the roster to do it. Even James's draft opponent, Giannis Atakoumpo... Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jokingly called out the AD pick as, quote-unquote, tampering. Okay. Uh, because there are the... be For tampering. reasons just like this, the NBA has all sorts of rules about, like, you can't, like go out in the media and be like, "Hey, Anthony Davis, we're going to want to sign you in the off season." Why? So don't do Why are the rules against that? Uh well, you know, cuz you don't want to cuz then it'd be too easy for like the big teams to be like, "Oh, just so you know, we're going to offer this player this much money in the off season." And then you know, so it's kind of like how people can't share stock tips because it's yeah, like, it's kind of an insider trading sort of thing. Okay, that, that yeah, makes you sense. You gotta you gotta wait until they're actually on the market before you start making your or pitch. like LeBron James, you have to be rich enough that you're above the law. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. Yeah, or or sort of cleverly make your way in a pitch that avoids the tampering rules, even though it's clearly clearly tampering. Or you just use the All Star Game to get it done. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. Phil. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Jordan. Colorado trail runner fends off mountain lion attack by suffocating animal to death. Yikes. Uh, Sub headline, what did you do on Tuesday, Phil? Uh, Let's see. Tuesday, uh, I was at the Do Expo, Digital Entertainment World. Mm -hmm. I spoke on a panel Mm -hmm. um, about uh, cross-platform optimization. Ooh. Ooh, isn't that cool? Did you strangle any deadly animals, Phil? No, it was really more kind of educational. It was more, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I see what you're getting at. <laughs> uh, a Colorado man is expected to make a full recover after after suffocating a mountain lion to death. But is the mountain lion going to make a full recovery? No, it's not. And and funny story, I like shared this on our like Slack channel at work. Yeah. Uh, and included the joke about what did you do last Tuesday? I, okay, sure. everybody at home can know that I tried that one out before I used it here. Yeah, and let me uh, guess, didn't go over well on that either. No, it got it got like, it got like one little like like uh, uh, it's all laughing gifts emoji. People, yeah, yeah, laughing emoji or emoji is what I meant. Yeah, but then there was a whole bunch of crying cat emojis under the one about the the mountain lion dying. Right, that was like it it. Tried to kill this guy. This is the thing is people don't have genuine reactions to emojis. They're trying to find like the best fit. They're trying to complete the punchline. So the fact that there's a cat face and a human face and it's a story about a cat and there's a crying one. Like that's pretty perfect. I, I guess I don't understand. What you emojis. need to do is load your own emojis into it because you can do that on Slack channels, and then you could put one of somebody strangling a mountain lion, and then use that as the emoji. Yeah. People have actually done that at work, apparently. Yeah, I did not know. I for a while for a long time, I was like, God, oh, that's an awfully specific poll. How'd right. you land that? We've got like, a oh. few that are very specifically mob crush ones that we use in the mob no. crush Slack. Yeah, or or, like or I could just characters. continue to not understand it and not use emojis. Willfully ignorant. <laughs> Yeah. Emoji outsider. Joel you know what? Anderson. Oh, I wouldn't say willfully ignorant. It's not that I'm not... I mean, I'm trying to understand it as it's coming in. But right. you are correct that I'm not pursuing information... Fair. ...anywhere else. Fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the Colorado man yep. uh, was... According to the Coloradan, the man was jogging on a path in uh, Horsetooth Mountain Park near Horse Fort Collins. Horsetooth Mountain. Yeah. Na- named that because of all of the uh, rabid horses that roam roam around there. Oh, I just imagine that the mountain lion was just killing all the horses and all they could find was the teeth. It was, yeah. Uh, When the 80-pound animal appeared from behind and began attacking him. That's the same size as my dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is also to say, they call them mountain lions, but I think when you actually see one, you're like, oh, that's not terribly large. No. Like, I mean, certainly wouldn't want to tangle with one. They're sleek and they're fast. Oh, yeah. My dog is arthritic and slow. It's not like when you go to the zoo and see a lion and you're just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, rippling with muscles and like weighs like a thousand pounds. You'll just have sex with the lion already. (laughs) If I didn't think I'd get killed, I (laughs) would. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Appeared from behind and attacked him. Uh, Despite suffering cuts to his face and wrists from the lion's claws, the unidentified man was able to wrestle himself from the feline. Per the Denver Post, the jogger took himself to a nearby hospital after hiking to safety. Not running. Hiking. Hiking to safety. Yeah. Yeah. When speaking to authorities, the man alleged he ultimately killed the lion by suffocating it to death. Once you said it was 80 pounds, I feel like that's become less impressive. It's still impressive. Impressive. Yeah, but okay. Let me let me put it this way. Uh, do you remember Mike Manino's bachelor party? Yes. Do you remember how I did not get to fully participate in Mike Manino's bachelor party? Yeah, because I had been bitten by my roommate's right. cat. And you weren't allowed to drink. So yeah, you were on and an it antibiotics. got infected because then I was on antibiotics. Incidentally, everyone at home be aware careful with cat bites they get infected very oh easily. I've gotten cat scratch fever too yeah uh, my lymph nodes all swelled up oh yeah Google it cats are horrifying animals and you should never own one <clears throat> right but also that was what a 15 pound cat yeah so this is only like 5x that and it's oh, impressive sure. but but also my like here's the thing I like the cat had gotten out yeah and I went to go get the cat yeah and I had been around this cat periodically like it didn't seem like that big a deal And I went to pick it up from behind because it was it was just sort of like, you know, like wandering around. So you startled the cat. Yeah. So I startled the cat and it like whipped around and bit my hand. And it was in that moment that I realized that, like, clearly I could kill this cat. Like, sure. Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. But also, like, it would be able I would pay a price. I would pay a serious price. Uh, Yeah. It's kind of like my dog's trainer says like a dog's just going to be a dog a dog's going to bite when the dog feels like it needs to bite right yeah. cats are going to be cats right <laughs> exactly but yeah. but so i mean so don't kill I, the cat for being I a cat. a th- i think about i mean yeah obviously i wasn't going to kill the cat but uh it did occur to me that like if i were like boy i need to kill this cat like you know it wouldn't be as simple as you'd think for an animal that small i think it would yeah, but uh, and between the claws and the teeth and, and all of that stuff, I think about five times larger than that, and it is like, yeah, I I, I strangling that would not have been easy, like with the claws going, like you've got. Let's to go to the station. mountains and test it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, everybody, please wait. Tell tell Bill Jonas we're going to be back in about an hour. Uh, yeah, so uh, they have a tweet here from the CPWNE region. Huh? I'm assuming that's Colorado Public Works, Northeast Region. Wildlife? Oh, California, okay, Colorado something, a wildlife? Yeah. What would the P be in that case? Uh, penis. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. P Uh After additional investigation, including examination of the lion, we have confirmed the victim's account that he was able to suffocate the animal while defending himself from the attack. And here's, here's what I think has to be said. It, okay. Like the attempt to suffocate is pretty crazy because it's like bludgeon. I'd be thinking bludgeon. I'm out like on a trail. I'd be looking for like a log or a rock and then I'd be trying to hit it because that would keep me away from the teeth and claws. Well, I feel like if the cat bit and then latched on, so it was like latched Ooh, onto my then, leg, then, then I'd probably think to, suffocate. Yeah, but no, note, note Before they said he had paw scratch marks to face and wrists. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he just like grabbed it by the... Okay. Uh, You know what? I'm starting to think maybe there's some foul play here. Yeah. (laughs) What? What if you know, he's having some sort of relationship with this mountain lion. (laughs) He goes up there, you know, posing as as a runner, as he often does. Sure. They get into some sort of conflict. The mountain lion, you know, scratches his face as a part of it. Mm -hmm. Then he just goes off and kills it and claims it's all self-defense. On next week's episode of Snapped, (laughs) the man and the mountain lion. Joining us on the podcast now is, uh, I believe it's, Doctor Bill Jonas. Doctor Bill Jonas, yes. yes. Hello, everybody. How is it going? You have you have done the definitive statistical analysis of every single Super Bowl uh uh you know, since the beginning since of the Since the beginning, Bowl. Yeah. yes. I have had a very long and prestigious career of uh, yeah. Super Bowl statistics. So this obviously a pretty big Super Bowl for a variety of different reasons, not the least of which being uh ring number six. There's one stat ring number very six for, big deal yeah Brady and Belichick uh yeah so why don't I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go like what what can you tell us about this game uh, that, that we really need to know and understand see as you know I've been doing this since the first Super Bowl ever yeah I've been Super analyzing Bowl every play every player their histories where they grew up. Yeah, how fast they can run a 100-meter dash. I can only imagine what your your Excel files look like. I have this, a photographic memory. I don't yeah. even need Excel files. Oh, my God. I keep them all stored possible? in my head. Yeah. I'm great at mental math. Wow. I have an incredible amount of focus. Well, let's get incredible into focus. it. Incredible uh, focus. Super yes. Bowl 53, L-I-I-I. Well, I'll tell you, right at the start of the Super Bowl, we knew it was going to be a game. Yeah, we absolutely. absolutely did, yeah. Yep, went into it. Uh... First quarter started happening, and boy, it's uh. Look, I got a love with you. What? Yeah. Uh, what? What's up? About uh, thirty seconds into the first quarter, I fell asleep. What? Yeah. You what? Yeah, I was I was really analyzing every play, and you know, just fell asleep. It was not a lot going on. It was. You felt exciting. You're the Super Bowl guy. I know. I know. I was very. I figured. You know what? Have you ever done that thing where you're just like, I'm going to close my eyes just for a second. A long <laughs> blink turns into a nap. I mean, yeah, occasionally. Yep. But, uh, that's how it went. But during the Super Bowl. Oh well, look, they usually show some really great commercials right at the start of the Super Bowl to really get that energy up. Even yeah. The, even the commercials. That's, not that's, not that's when you got the most people tuning really in. Really not so. strong commercials. Okay. Fair, yeah. fair enough, but... But hey, look, I woke up, all right? Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, I did. I woke up, watched another commercial break. Whoa, not a lot going on in there. <laughs> yeah. Still trying to sell the dilly-dilly thing? Come on. Yeah. It didn't work the first time. Now they're tying it into Game of Thrones? It doesn't that just, work. That, That's doesn't, not a good just, move for Game of Thrones. Needless cameos, fun, we don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. So all I right. fell back asleep. Okay, but what about... What about the game? I mean, oh, the game, of course. Yes, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was talking too much about the commercials. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, you know, really, not a lot happened. No, I mean that—that's yeah. a fair point. It was, I mean, lowest. Yeah. When I woke up, they started history. playing again, and I was really ready to focus, and I had my mental math ready, and I was getting. Then I thought, you know what? I've got some leftover queso dip in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. And I got up and I just started eating queso dip right out of the fridge. You know when you stand in front of the fridge oh, and you eat in front of you it? You gotta heat it up. Cold nah, queso was, uh, dip is disgusting. It was eating right in front of the fridge. Yeah. And then I just kind of forgot the game was on for a while. <laughs> I mean Yep. In fairness, you didn't you didn't miss a whole lot. It was That's the thing, I had the audio on in the background and I'm like, well, if anything happens, surely I'll I'll hear it. Yeah. But you know what? I, I do that thing where I'm able to get feeds of the Super Bowl from 20 different pundits. It's all open on different windows, so I make sure that I capture absolutely everything. Okay. Half of them were asleep. (laughs) They were in the (laughs) announcer booth just napping. Yeah. But then luckily we got to halftime because Uh, really – okay. The the game comes to life in the second half. That's when all, that's yeah, when no, really. That, that is definitely true. The pressure mounts. You get to see what people are made of a little bit more. Oh, right? yeah. No, and that's, I frequently, I mean, if there's a slow first half, I usually think to myself, like, that's going to make the second half all the more gripping. Right, absolutely. But before that, you give you a little halftime show in order to give you a bump. Sure. This year's halftime show, Elton John was amazing. Uh, no, it was uh, it was Maroon 5. You know what? I fell asleep at the very <laughs> yeah. beginning. I assumed Elton John would be coming out later. No, no. So it was I just mean, that guy the whole time. Yeah, it was just that guy. He did. He did remove. He was wearing like two different jackets and a weird T-shirt, and he sort of took them off one at a time. Uh, then he threw a jacket back on, and then he went no T-shirt. Wait, that's that's the Super Bowl show is taking off your shirt one yeah, shirt at some, a time. Some rappers showed up, who I'm one of whom I recognize from when I was in high school, and one of whom I'm presuming is popular now. Um, But mostly, mostly, yeah, it was just Maroon 5. No Elton John, then? No Elton John. No, wow. Elton John would be talented. And, wow. And what a waste of everybody's time, huh? Yeah, no, it was pretty bad. To just have that uh, guy that wanted to judge on the voices, that is awful. I will say, That's he when he took his shirt off, the reaction of the women in the room where I was watching, I was sort of like, oh, I get it. Like, nobody cares about the music. They just wanted to see him with the shirt off. Yeah. Like if if you're if you're sort Whoa. of attracted to the like Southern California douchebag type, uh, he's probably right. Okay, I can house. see it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, second half then. Second, <laughs> second half though. Yeah. Let's talk football. All okay. right, that's when I the will pressure say, starts I mean, mounting. A little disappointing that we didn't get the sort of in-depth analysis of the first half that we were expecting when we. Well, I wasn't watching most of it, in fairness, so. because we, we we spent our entire months uh guest budget on this appearance. Oh, absolutely. It's not cheap. I mean, this to get is my Bill whole Jonas. job. Yeah. My whole job is to watch Super Bowls and, and football games yeah. and really deep dig deep into it. So and such- you know what? I own that. In the first half I did not do a great job. No, you really didn't. But you know what? If you can make up for it with the second half here, then then we're good to go. Boy, are you gonna be disappointed <laughs> because uh <laughs> you know what? When we started the third quarter, I was yeah. like, all right, it's cram time. You know when you procrastinate something too long and you're like, okay Focus, Bill. Focus, yeah. Bill Jonas. Focus, all right. Yeah, focus. No, I, I have focus. been there. Focus, focus. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what? Hold on. I was. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about the third quarter again, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Started dozing off. No, but I said focus. All right. Yeah. So I started watching the game, and then I said, "You know what? I wonder what past Super Bowl commercials were like." And I opened up YouTube. Wow, there were some great ones in the past. No, there, yeah, there, there was. There was ones with, remember the dog Star Wars one where they were barking out the Star Wars theme? Not really. Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Then but... I kind of went down a wormhole there. I went down a little, uh, kind of uh, ended up watching that for an hour. Yeah, um... Bam, near the end <laughs> of the game. Boy, things really started picking up at the end of the game, though, didn't they? Well, people people actually started scoring points. Yeah, people started scoring points. And at that point, I really decided to focus in. I'm like, all right, these are stats that I'm really going to need to analyze. But really, man, at the whole buildup of that, at that point, I just started like looking at ex-girlfriends on Facebook. <laughs> trying to see what they were up to. Uh, most of them are married. I've been around for a while. Yeah, most of them probably married again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's... Wow, I mean, I I gotta tell you, this is this is disappointing. I can't say I'm that surprised. It was not the best game. You know I've ever what's seen. more super disappointing than anything though, <laughs> what's is that, that uh, it, this game was so poor that I decided that I'm just gonna go into sabermetrics. You're you're switching to baseball. Uh, yeah, any any sport that can have a game that's this bad with a halftime show this terrible and the commercial set. Five million dollars for a thirty-second spot—that's the best <laughs> they could do. It's yeah, you know. At this point, I'm just gonna watch baseball. But not at even, least baseball knows it's boring. You could do foil metrics in hockey. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> what if hockey lets me down? So, so I already right, know baseball's going to let I me Am I to understand that Super Bowl 53 was so boring that it made you switch to baseball? Yeah, I'm probably not gonna have a career ever again. And you know what? That's fine because. There's no football god that would make a football game that bad without trying to tell me something. You know, that sport needs to die. It needs to get CTE and kill its whole family and itself. That's what football needs to do. Everybody will show up and find rugby strangled in its crib. Exactly. Put it out of its misery. Maroon 5? Seriously? It's a snake that ate its own tail football yeah it's uh, a bullshit sport and I'm starting to think it always has been <laughs> I mean that's that'd be a pretty depressing realization for you at this particular moment I've like. wasted my life yeah this is Bill Jonas <laughs> I've wasted my life yeah well thanks for coming on Bill no don't don't take that knife please okay uh, yeah are you sure I can't take <laughs> yeah, this you knife can't, you can't take that knife. I should have asked first you I should have that. asked you first. yeah please leave the knife there it's time for another wide world of weird sports. It's Wide World wide, wide, of wide, Weird Sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of weird Sports, the Future Potty Winning Podcast Award Winning segment on football hooliganism around the world. World, world, world. This week's we're going to two different countries. Ooh. We're going to Brazil and we're going to Uruguay. Ooh, and I imagine yeah. these are two countries that are well known for being extremely passionate about their soccer. Oh, yeah. If not necessarily always associated with hooliganism. Yeah, it well... It seems like more of like a Europe thing, but... They should be, because in Brazil, fans in Brazil join in organized groups known as Torcidas Organizadas, or that Organized Supporters. That sounds so much cooler than Hooligan. Right, exactly. And Hooligan sounds pretty cool. And they just say Organized Supporters. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But they're often considered criminal organizations that differ in many aspects from European Hooligans. Oh, this is gonna be fun! Yeah, exactly. They act as main supporters of each club and often sell products and even tickets. Just <laughs> great. This this is this is sounding a lot more like college football boosters. Right, who, yeah. Incidentally are organizations that also commit a lot of crimes. Yeah, they're organized supporters, they're Torcidas Organizadas. They have up to sixty thousand members and are often involved in criminal activities other than fights, such as drug dealing and threats to players. Oh. Yeah. So Sort of just like if the mob were, were exactly. rooted in a soccer team. It's like a 60,000-person mafia. Yeah. Yeah. These fans establish alliances with other Torcidas organizadas, uh, as they are called, such as the alliance between Torcidas Mancha Azul, or the Aveil Football Club, and Forza Jovem Vasco, or the CR Vasco da Gama, Galu Curo, oh, yeah. and Mancha Verde. The alliance between Torcidas Independente, Torcida Jovem, Mafia Azul, and Leos de Tuf, and some other alliances. So the 60,000 people all gang together with other people, yeah. and then threaten players. <laughs> <laughs> Just fun. The and tur- sell drugs. And sell drugs, Don't yeah. Don't make it like this is all about violence. No, this is a lot of different kinds of organized crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Torcidas organizadas are usually bigger and more committed to the spectacle in the stadium than the English hooligan fair. Okay. They want to make themselves known. But they often schedule fights against rival groups where many are injured and killed. Scheduled? Yeah, they schedule Scheduled them. Scheduled fights. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like flag pull at 3 o'clock only with 60,000 people <laughs> and probably more weapons. Yeah. Fans of local rivals TJP or the Torcida jovem ponte preta. And TFI, Torcida Furia, Independita, clashed and rioted at a match in Campinas in 2002. Violence has been expecting uh, expected just before kickoff. Fans started fighting. Police tried to intervene, but were pelted by stones. Ooh. Yeah. As the fighting continued inside the stadium, a railing collapsed, and numerous fans fell over 13 feet into a pit between the stands and the pitch. Over 30 people were injured. Mm. So this fight was scheduled inside the stadium mm. during the match. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, I, I keep coming back to the fact that these people don't sound like they're that interested in the actual soccer. No, no, they want to hurt and people, and that's across the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, they have many different ways to support their team uh, with too much beer, no samba, no t-shirt identification. I don't, I don't Wait, too much that. beer, no samba and no t-shirt. Okay, in Porto Alegre in South Brazil. It kind of sounds many, like the the no TV and no beer makes Homer go something something. It kind of does, but support their teams with too much beer, no samba and no t-shirt identification. That's weird, right? What like if anyone's dancing the samba then they're like, "No. That's yeah. not how we identify." Or is it that most teams have like a a specific style of samba that oh, is meant yeah. to identify their fans? and right. They don't have.
1: A, I see an that's identification how I think that's of of samba? right.
0: They, so they don't have a particular T-shirt they wear. They don't have a particular samba they yeah. do, and they drink too much beer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so that, Uruguay. That, that, that's my approach to most sports. Right, exactly. <laughs> the gear costs too much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not it. a dancer. <laughs> right, you never. I never samba during sports <laughs> matches. <laughs> yeah, Uruguay, following a five to nothing victory against arch rivals Nacional in April 2014, Penarol have undertaken an increasingly violent and unhinged attitude in Uruguayan clasico. Well, losing a championship playoff against Nacional in June 2015, Penarol fans started a riot that delayed the game by 15 minutes before it was called off. Mm. Stop rioting and calling off the match. <laughs> it's no fun for anyone. Right? Again, I don't understand why you can't just riot after the game. Right. They should. In March 2016, Pablo Montiel, a supporter of Nacional, was shot to death by Penarol fans after walking in the same neighborhood as Penarol's new stadium. This is is a step up. Yeah. That's probably the worst thing we've read about so far. Uh, Ignacio Ruglio, a board member of Penarol who had openly spread lies about Nacional, was interrogated by police following the murder of Montiel. So it might have been an inside job. Jesus. Yeah, in November 2016, the Uruguayan Clasico was canceled before kickoff. After Penarol supporters started a riot at the Estadio Centenario, one supporter was arrested holding a pistol intended to shoot down Nacional players from the Amsterdam tribune. My god. Right? <laughs> like shooting people, them from the stands. Boy, the next time somebody tells me that soccer is the beautiful game and I couldn't possibly interpret it. Yeah. After winning the Clasico for a in September 2017, team captain Cristian Rodriguez openly called for murdering Nacional fans while celebrating the victory. Whoa! Yeah. After he won? The team captain <laughs> said, you should go kill the fans of our... Comp- you know what? And this is not like embittered... I can't believe we lost. This is, I'm in my moment of true and unfettered joy. Right. And it's Here's the message moment. I want to spread to the yeah. world. Kill my enemies fans. <laughs> kill my defeated enemies Ugh. fans. And that brings it into to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, please don't kill people over their fandom. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. Sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to have Bill Jonas come back in to give you some of our contact information. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it uh belt did you do you remember uh we had john uh, tell you all of the the yep all of the contact information i now have it yep photographic yep. memory i've got a photographic memory now all right you can find us on twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast that's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast while well, you're there make sure to follow my accounts as well where i'm going to be talking about all the greatest baseball action <laughs> You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to check out all of my commentary on baseball action. (laughs) Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. While you're there, listen to my podcast as well. It's the My Name is Jonas podcast for <laughs> all the newest baseball action. <laughs> Bill, I, I got to say, you always referred to it as baseball action. Do you know anything about baseball? I do. Baseball action. <laughs> I'm right. still learning. Okay, thanks. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. So as it would turn out, we we did have time for uh, Wide World of Red Sports. Bye, Joel. <laughs>